Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. This is Simon Sweetman and this is episode 74. Uh, this is a chat with Melody Thomas. She's a, a been, been a bit of a freelance writer, written some articles for Capital Magazine, a few other places, uh, but she's better known as a broadcaster, uh, particularly associated with Radio New Zealand's, now RNZ's sort of flagship music show, Music 101. She's quite often the host during the summer. She's been a contributor, a co-host, a fill-in host, um, a regular. Um, and she, so we talk about that and her, her background, her training, her, you know, what, how, why she does that, how she got into that, all of that thing. But I guess the big, the big thing around this was that she's now a podcaster and she has a podcast that is, as you're hearing this, it's just about to and just debuting on iTunes and then appearing on RNZ's night show. It's called um, Bagged, B-A-N-G. It is a podcast about sex and sexuality. It's a seven-part uh, podcast. I haven't, I haven't heard it yet, obviously. It's, it's, it's just there, but we had a chat about... Uh, what was going into that and why she wanted to do that again we couldn't talk too much about the specifics she was when I chatted to her this was we recorded this a couple of months ago she was still making the series but um, yeah so we have a bit of a chat about podcasts and podcasting and why she wanted to do that and also we have this quite funny history in that uh, which we get into a few times in this podcast where we were going to do a podcast together this podcast that you're listening to in my mind the earliest version of it was going to be Melody and myself uh, we were going to do a sort of a he said she said thing I think a kind of more of an old-fashioned radio show and we had a couple of meetings about it a few emails about it and then uh, it, it went cold and uh, yeah so we had to kind of uh, we had to revisit that and work out what happened there and um, and how one day we might still do that um, yeah, I could, and, and, and that made me try and work out how we first met and, and, and how we knew each other. Um, so it was a really, I enjoyed this, it was a really entertaining conversation. It starts um, with us discussing uh, porn because obviously that's part, that's part of her podcast, but also um, I play a record usually when I'm waiting for people to come round and I, I, you know, put something on and I had a piece together that I was listening to a record that I love that is the soundtrack to a porn film and when she got there I was kind of like wow this is you know this is kind of quite good timing I've actually just realized I didn't plan this but I'm listening to this record from a porn film uh, and I'm about to talk to you about your sex podcast so that's I'm only telling you that because that comes up at the uh, the start of the podcast and if you're wondering what the reference was to us watching porn there it is um, this is Sweetman Podcast this is brought to you as always by Tea Leaf Tea Yesty Boys and La Pitti Chocolat and uh, yeah check out Melody's podcast you'll be able to search for it on iTunes and um, from next week it'll be playing um, I think in RNZ in the Nights um, section of and you'll be able to find it on the web se- uh, website so I'll have notes for it too for you but if you just uh, type in Melody's name in RNZ podcasts you'll You'll find it. I'm sure it's going to be a great success. She's a talented broadcaster, and I I love catching up with her and having this chat. This is me talking with Melody Thomas. Uh, I want to be the earliest one you've ever done. You don't? No, I want to be like late at night with some tequila. Well, I did offer that. (laughs) I know. I probably did offer that. I know, I'm just too tired. Um, Where do we start? Where are we going to start this? We're going to start by. Pimping the... Well, you've already shown me some porn, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, which is ridiculous for this early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's not this early for porn. Mm. It's far too early. Um, 
So I'm trying. Well, I was actually trying to work out how long, how we kind of met. Ah, oh, yeah. In terms of, uh, well, you know, like like most people, you meet in some capacity online first. Yeah, I, def- know, I yeah. definitely had met you online first. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I can't remember how long ago that was. It seems like no. fucking ages ago. I remember we emailed. It was like kind of pre-Facebook. Oh, well, I used to manage the aviators. Is that how? And I would have sent you stuff and you would have right, been like, these guys are terrible. And I would have been like, I, I screw you, Simon. I don't even know who they were. Who yeah. are, who, who they, were like a, they were like a... An did maybe amount, eight piece funk Wellington. Right. Did they band. amount to anything? Do they still exist? They they don't still exist. Right. I mean the people do. I married one of them. Right. Yeah. Was I right? Were they garbage? Not well. I <laughs> think I think about it now. You're a little bit right. I actually yeah. bought this up in the car the other day. Yeah. I feel bad for saying that. You're, you're, there was something right about it. I yeah. brought it up in the car with Patty because I was like, yeah. I now understand what Simon Sweetman. I think you compared them to like, well maybe it was Harvest City to Lenny Kravitz. Right. And an email to me, you never actually oh, reviewed them yeah, online. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, I don't recall. And I was saying to Patty, I was like, for us it was so much fun and it was the soundtrack to all of our nights out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that, it was valuable for that. Yeah, for, and for a huge group of people who really loved them. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but if within the context the of how effects. much you'd heard, yeah. I can understand why you might be like, oh, that's old shit again, because I do the same thing now when yeah, I hear yeah, something yeah. that isn't really original or pushing. I know. Mm. I've been the enemy for so long, and everyone's coming around to my way of thinking, do you know how many this year, do you know? I wouldn't go that far. Uh, come on, do you know, <laughs> do you know how, I mean, even even your employer are, like, are doing, like, um, do we really need New Zealand Music Month articles? I was writing, uh, yeah. I was writing those 10 years ago and getting fucking, you know... <laughs> Just about kicked out of the country, and now 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 it's really well, safe. Well, ten years ago, with music with True. music quotas, it was probably more important, and yeah, maybe yeah. you were trolling a bit. Now that Simon. now it's the safe. Uh, yeah, now now it's, it's just a safely safe inflammatory bo- pick. Safe, boring attitude. I just it? wrote an article about hijacking New Zealand music month yeah. for RNZ, but that was based on the Equalize My Vocals campaign, and yeah, then, right. yeah, yeah. So that was a bit a bit different. So we we must have exchanged some emails over there, and then mm. at some point. How did it come about we were going to do a radio show? You came to my house. Oh, yeah, but before that. Oh, yeah. Like, like that's what I mean. Like, well, I think it would be brilliant still because... I do too. Yeah. Um, well, I think I would... I, I think that... We should definitely clear the air with us that the, the original podcast I was going to do was going to be one with you. We were going to do a podcast together because we had talked about doing a radio show over the years that was kind of a he said, she said type thing. I think it was based around the idea that we probably have some tape, musical taste that dovetails, but more likely you like a whole lot of stuff I don't. And I think more it's that. Was well, it yeah. I, no, it is kind of that, but it's also more. Or that, that you're tactful and I was blunt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I felt like your voice needed another voice next to it. <laughs> to soon. To, to, sta- to stand in for the yeah. half of your audience that doesn't agree with you, maybe. Because yeah. I know there are a lot of people that do and yeah, they yeah. really love what you say. Yeah. But I felt like maybe. Well, it's just a nice dynamic. Yeah, yeah, I, I still think so too. And mm. so I came to your house and we started thinking about a podcast and then I panicked in, this, in the sense that I realised I what I wanted to do with the podcast yeah. was not that. So it was nothing to do with, oh, you're not the right person to, to do that with and uh, you have babies and stuff too. So, yeah. Know, um, but... And I feel like I did explain that to you. Like, I don't feel bad telling you that I can't remember now. what happened. Like, I can't I just, even remember. I do remember emailing you and saying, I'm putting this on the yep. back burner. Like, this is going indefinitely on the shelf. Yeah. And then I found my way into doing this, which I much prefer. Yeah. In the sense that I think I think the other worry that I had was, I'm probably far less concerned with this now, but a couple of years ago this was, mm. um, the idea was 
we were going to sort of do like interviews with people about you know music and arts and stuff you might interview someone then I might interview someone I think I kind of worried that you know if you're going to interview someone that I'd slagged off in a review then my I wasn't worried about meeting them that doesn't concern me but it would not line up very well with my brand like why right. why was I putting out to this world an interview with, with someone when I'd said them even if I hadn't conducted it do you know but what I mean but you wouldn't have any, anyone left to interview <laughs> well, well, that's why we didn't go down that path. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm looking forward to. It hasn't quite happened yet. I am looking. I'm really open to interviewing people on the podcast that have. I wouldn't say that I've had beef with, but that have probably had beef with me. Mm. I have asked Barnaby Weir to, and he did say yes. And then I need to follow that up. So well, it's very you. I, I like Bart. You know, the couple of times I've met him and talked to him, I've got on with him fine. And I think we've probably got a lot of things in common musically. Yeah. But I have been on the record about not enjoying some of his projects more than one. So I thought that would be quite interesting to talk to him about that. Yeah. Not not that I'm expecting him to give a shit about, you know, but just, just a bit different to... It's easy to interview someone if you've raved about their record, right? Mm. They're pretty happy to... Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'd be, I'd be interested to hear that. So I do, I do want to get into that. But so that's where... Yeah, I still think... I know there's something in that, Simon. But there's just too much going on at the moment. Our, our time will, our time yeah, will come. Yeah, I think it may, st- it may yet come. I think, I because I pulled the pin on it, you know, also when we were talking about it way back, it was kind of like, how do you get paid for that? And now we've, I think so. Now we've arrived at a point where, like, we, we realise you don't get paid for, mm. you know, doing things like this anyway, so I'm a little bit more relaxed about entering into it too. Mm. It's back, you know, when it was like, oh, cool, that's a great idea, but how do you get paid to do that? Yeah. Well, no one gets paid to... I've found a way to get paid. Really? It's probably not much, though. Really. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to talk about how much, really, okay. but, but more than nothing, because my podcast is paid. Yours is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's one way. So I've found my way into doing my podcast you have now got your podcast yeah and your podcast is for rnz and yeah but not about music but it's not about music and um we'll go back and talk about now we're since we're on this buzz about podcasts let's talk about your one and what you're go doing and then, and then we'll go back to what, how you arrived at that mm. outside of emailing me which is which yeah. is <laughs> A footnote in, in, in both of our... An interesting <laughs> but, footnote. But an interesting footnote. Yeah. So, okay, so your podcast is called Bang? It's called Bang. Yeah. Yep. And it is... And it's about sex and sexuality. Hence us looking at porn. Hence, yeah, so which fi- not, finally this really, context for the yeah, porn. Which it wasn't really porn. Well, it was 70s porn, so yeah, it was yeah, more yeah. just terrible Dialogue acting and, and, yeah, yeah, and great yeah. music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so you... Now, you've done a bit of writing about um, this, but why, how'd you arrive at this idea for a podcast? Uh, well, basically, I got obsessed with podcasts full stop, Yeah. as I imagine you did. Yeah, yeah still um, am. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that just, I just really fell in love with them as a medium, and one of the podcasts I fell in love with was Dan Savage's Savage Lovecast, right. which yeah. is, have you heard it? No, no I've, I have heard it mentioned before. but Yeah, it's pretty it. amazing. It comes out of Seattle. He's... Um, you know, a gay man who who came out as a teenager in the eighties, which is fairly unheard of, and he started writing a column for. Oh, I've heard him interviewed on a podcast. Yeah, yeah but I never went. I'm sure, that's right, but I haven't. Quite actually, recently, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, on the New York yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, mm. but I haven't actually gone and listened to his, yeah. his show. Yeah, so yet. he's been giving sex advice yeah. without any real qualification for about thirty yeah. years, and and it really opened up 
my mind and started a whole lot of conversations with friends and with my partner that I didn't really have the language for before. Yeah. And sex is always something I've been interested in to the point where I, you know, I mentioned that I wanted to do this to my dad and it was the response was, of course you do, you know. <laughs> like I've always... I've often not known like, how much information is too much information, or I've I've like am happy to probe into people's when, lives a little when bit. When you say always been interested in, like that seems a weird thing for a very young person to be interested yeah. in. Yeah, how, how young do you remember yourself being? Well, I being think curious? I think probably probably around puberty was right. Was yeah, yeah. Okay. When I started to find it fascinating, like I remember yeah. writing a short story when I was maybe twelve, and in it. I didn't really, you know, I didn't know enough about sex to really, like, write any detail, but I made my characters, who are, like, 13-year-olds, like, have sex in a tent. And my mum found it and was like, they can't, your yeah. characters can't have sex, and she threw it out, which was terrible. Like, and now I realise how much shame was kind of put on me in that moment, which is something we explore in the podcast a lot, is yeah. shame. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I obviously was curious about it then. I didn't really know much about it. So you've reconciled that stuff with your folks where... Your dad's like, yeah, of course you're going to do this. So they, yeah, all of that stuff's kind of in the open and rec- you know, reconciled. Yeah, 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 I reckon. Yeah. Mm. So, but I want, I want, I made the podcast. I'm making yeah. the podcast because I feel like there's this thing that is part of most of our lives, almost all of our lives, that we still have such trouble speaking openly about. Actually, and I that, think that's a real shame. That's where I heard. Dan Savage, isn't it? That's where I heard him interviewed. There's a podcast called Death, Sex and Money. Yeah, that's and right. It's, and it's, you know, the concept is these are the three of the most important things, but we don't talk about them enough. Yeah. And um, that's, it's a good podcast because she sometimes interviews complete nobodies and then she sometimes interviews, like, really, really famous mm, I didn't celebrities. Know yeah. It's quite good. Like, there's an amazing interview with Lucinda Williams. It's, like, the best one I've ever heard. Oh, cool. And she's just interviewed Kevin Bacon live on stage because... He's in that new show, I Love Dick. Yeah. And so um, so they come at the death, sex and money from sl- you know, slightly different angles yeah. sometimes. Sometimes it's about a, a famous person playing a character. Yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, that's where I heard that interview. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for so the, the podcast goes over, a, this, this season of the podcast travels over a lifespan. So the first episode yeah. is like talking to your kids about sex, yeah. the birds and the bees, and the last episode is sex and retirement home. So it goes all Seven the way. ages of... Yeah, the seven, seven ages episodes, of sex. Seven episodes, isn't it? I saw that. Yeah. It's like seven, seven ages of sex. Yeah. From, from birth to puberty to... As my co-worker put it, from the cradle to the grave. Yeah, yeah. But you don't really want to think about sex from the cradle <laughs> to the grave. We haven't gone with that tagline. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think for those younger groups as well, you know, we're talking to teenagers at the moment for the second episode, and I think the um, opening up these conversations and trying to avoid the track of shame and suppression and all those things is especially important for them. So when this podcast comes out, which will be uh, your one, it'll be around the time people can listen to this, which Mm. we're doing as in part, I would have talked to you anyway about... Your, yeah, your radio stuff mm. and how you got into doing that and, and we'll do that but this is obviously a bit of a teaser for your podcast when it does come out it's just going to run over seven weeks yep. at RNZ and then obviously is available on the will be available on the site but you're still making it right and now. iTunes and things yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no I'm just I'm, You've I'm done one going episode crazy complete. right now yeah, yeah, yeah. yes one episode complete I'm trying to get you and know, bits three and pieces done of all before the others. it starts yeah but it's mostly just me, so it's yeah. really, it's pretty full on. I'm kind of doing interviews and editing and researching every day, all day, every day. How, uh, when did you start working on this as an actual thing? Like, obviously you bring bring to it 
your own fascination, yeah. you know, and curiosity. Well, it actually, it kind of started, like, the real beginnings of it were a couple of years ago. Right. I didn't know it was going to be for Radio New Zealand. I knew I wanted to make wanted a podcast. To make, yeah, yeah. I had a realisation that sex was a great topic that people yeah. were interested in. But there haven't been and loads I, of podcasts about in, yeah, exactly. in New Zealand in particularly. New, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, but I didn't really know what I was going to do with it, so... Um, so I started thinking about it then, and at one point Dan Savage flew over for, like, a, he came into Dunedin for a kind of a sex symposium, right. and I realised a week ahead of time, I hadn't heard about it, and I just booked a ticket and flew down and interviewed him. For this podcast I would one day make, that I didn't know if I'd get it sponsored by, yeah, yeah. you know, a sex toy shop, or yeah, if yeah. I were. And then eventually, sometime midway through last year, Radio New Zealand caught up with the world, and yeah. formed a podcast department and asked for podcast pictures and I put it in. And have done pretty well. Like, yeah, have, have been some great put things. Put some really good things out into the world already. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They're sort of catching up, but they're catching up in quite Real, fine style. Really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a, good, yeah. In a good, good, good style. Yeah. Yeah. So the pitch got accepted. Yeah. Maybe midway through last year. And then I've, I've started working on it in the last We'll We'll months. get to this, but you've got a, a leg up and a sense of that... In that a domain because you're known to RNZ, you work for yeah. them, you've got a track record, I, so that obviously yeah. helps. I think actually for the first round of pitches that they were accepting, it was all internally sourced. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, and that will, that will open up, I imagine, but yeah. that's how they started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. So you, it's hard to talk about it as a completed thing because, of course, it's not, um, but uh, you're obviously pretty into it right now. and Yeah. You, you've, you've got the bones of it, you've got the I've shape got the of it. I've got the bones of it, yeah. And I've got, you know, some of the interviews and many more yeah. booked yeah. to do and, in the next uh, And, I mean, so, it's a weird question to kind of ask, cause, but how much work... There are, there are, what, about half-hour episodes? Yeah. How much work do you think goes into putting together one episode of a podcast like that? So much work. Yeah, yeah. Um... And I could have made it easier on myself. And when I was pitching and talking with the podcast team, I kept, I kept getting the suggestion to kind of strip it back and make it more like a talk show yeah, format. Yeah, yeah. And I think probably season two, that's what I would look at doing. Because yeah. this is quite heavily produced, you know. It's, yeah. um, in each episode, there's three different stories, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And half a dozen up, half a dozen interviewees or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so much editing and putting music through them and narration. And yeah. So um, there's a lot of components that go into every piece. Mm. So and I yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, is it two weeks worth of full time work because I yeah. just work where I can. Yeah, I yeah, kids, yeah. So. It's, it's it's scattered, but that's what I'm yeah. thinking. Like, I'm trying to work out. I thought you know people might be interested to know how many sort of hours go into yeah. a half hour of radio. Right. And I imagine well, it's you know. Yeah. So for things that I've made for Music 101 that are a bit easier. Yeah, Because yeah. we make half hour programs, yeah. Secret Life programs there, and they. They usually take, they usually take a couple of weeks to pull together, but that wouldn't be full time yeah, focused yeah, on that. But yeah. it's a couple of weeks because you need time to absorb things and figure out the shape of things. As there's and a bit of back and forth. I think and, it's best to yeah. have a bit of time because often the shape of something doesn't become apparent till until you're actually the end. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, in it. yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, well, maybe we'll go off and talk a bit about your background mm. and ha- what you bring to this. So, you know, where did you? Where in your life did radio sort of first present itself? Were you mm. was it were you an active radio listener as a kid or teenager? I um I remember 
there's, there's kind of, I've got kind of got snapshot memories of radio as a kid. Like uh, I remember Dick Weir coming into yeah. my primary school and recording me reading a story yeah. for Radio New Zealand when yeah. I was maybe I don't know nine or ten. Yeah. Um, and that was that's a really great memory. For yeah. Me. Yeah. I tried that's... to dig it out and cannot dig it out because right. I would love to hear that. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think in the teenage years, it was all like Channel Z and hitting record and recording tapes and listening back to music on, yeah. um, with ad, you know, with ads involved. I've been thinking about this a little bit because when it comes to comparing me to me and me to my coworkers and other music journalists, like I've wondered sometimes where the massive holes in my music knowledge come from, and I I think I've realised that we just didn't have money. Not work, you have enough. And we didn't have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like I've played a lot of catch up in yeah. the last ten years, but we yeah we just didn't like um, in terms of music around the house. There were kind of like my parents' record like, albums. Yeah, and and that was it. Like I didn't have money to go and buy were they records. Contemporary, or that oh, you know like relative of? to them, or was it like strictly classical? Or no, it was it was contemporary. Was it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So and, were, but also, I think, like, when I think of the songs my mum loved, it was, I often think of radio, the radio. Yeah. And when I think of the songs my dad loved... And I not often, in a good way. Well, well yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I think of my mum saying, oh, this is my favourite song, and turning yeah. up the radio with me and my friends in the car, and it was, like, can't touch this. And I was like... Oh. <laughs> You know, but she yeah, she took me to Jenny Morris when I was 11, like, yeah. which I absolutely love. Um, so there are some cool standout memories. Yeah. The Reservoir Dogs soundtrack is really tied in with my dad. Yeah. But it's just kind of bits and pieces. Um, anyway, that's different to radio, though. No, no, well, it's all part of it. Yeah. So, but, I, you know, so when do you go, I want to work in radio? Like, how do you yeah, make that? Yeah, that came a bit later. Yeah. I um, So I went to Victoria University to study psychology after after high school yeah um and I was I think in my second year when is this like late 90s 2000s? oh I'm so bad at dates I'm not one of but yeah it, I was born in 85 so like right okay yeah 2000 yeah. is that 2000 early yeah. 2003 or 4 or 5 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um studied psych was two years in and went to a gig sometimes I've got to figure out how to tell the story sometimes because there are illicit substances involved but I um Illicit substances had been consumed, yeah. and and I saw Phoebe from Channel Z, yeah. who I was like obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was with a friend, and and he was kind of more obsessed. He's like, "Oh my gosh, that's Phoebe!" And I was like, "Well, let's just go talk to her," because I had all this like confidence surging yeah. through my veins. And we went over to talk to her, and I I ended up talking to her for a good half hour. And when I left, I knew that what she did was what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and I went and tracked down my dad and said. Dad, I'm gonna finish I'm gonna finish psychology early, and I'm gonna go to broadcasting school. And he was like, "Oh, whatever. You're just. We'll see what you think in the morning." Yeah. And then, yeah, I did it. I I squashed my last year of psych into half a year and just did a ridiculous amount of papers and, so you and graduated. It. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, applied for the broadcasting school and got in. What? Christchurch. In Christchurch. Yeah. And what? How long? Did, what? How long did that take? What structure is that? This broadcasting yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. It's two, it's two years and then a half-year internship. Yeah. Yeah. And how... And it's pretty full-on. Like, a yeah. lot of people apply. They let 20 people into each stream. There's, like, radio, journalism, and television. Yeah, I went yeah. into the radio stream. Um, and it either, like, destroys your soul or makes your career, kind of. Yeah. Like, it's really full-on. I'm kind of interested in it because, uh, you know, they, you know, I, I don't have... 
that many regrets about what what I've done or anything mm. like that. But uh, if I had my time again, like I probably would have wanted to go into a radio mm. school thing. Yeah, it's something that I did think about, and mm. it just didn't quite. Well, you'd be like, nearly like thirty grand more in debt. Well, I don't know, but, you know, that's just something that just didn't quite line up for me. Mm. I ended up going to journalism school and then... Well, I kind of... One of my regrets is I kind of wish that I'd, like, been trained as a proper journalist. So there you go. Well, I pulled out of that. You know, I didn't complete it and wasn't interested in it. Mm -hmm. And so that ended up being a mistake. But So I'm quite interested in the broadcast school and, and, and how that sort of stuff works. Yeah. So you... What are you doing? Making little... You know, learn, obviously learning all the techniques, but are you mm. off making little well, versions of what you end up doing? Like kind of. You towards eventually, the end of it, you Eventually are. you do, yeah. Yep. So eventually I made... Uh, I'll, actually, I'll start at the beginning. So it starts with, you know, there's 20 of you from all around the country, and most of them are quite... Like, I was one of the old ones at 21 or something, 20. Yeah. Um, they take people who are 17 kind of now. Straight well. out of school, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and most of them... We'll, we'll go into commercial radio. Yeah. I was kind of one of three people who graduated with non-commercial radio as one of my streams in Forever's. Like, right. um, Simon Morton was one and Kate Aldous was another um, at that point. And I think the non-commercial radio stream is maybe even gone now. I'm not sure what yeah. state it's in. Because everyone, they're, they're, just got, they're going to ZDM and they're going to the edge and they're going to be sales reps or they're yeah. going to produce ads or they want yeah, to be, the phones, or they want to be to on begin a with. breakfast show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and, move and a lot of them do really well. Like a lot of my sure. fellow classmates mates are doing really well in that world now. Yeah. Um, but that was never a consideration for you? No. Just and it's funny because I don't remember going in thinking, I'm going to go to radio, radio in New Zealand. So yeah. I'm not entirely sure what I thought I was doing there. Yeah. But Eventually, it became apparent to me that that was the only place I really wanted to be. So it's a make or break school, and it, definitely, and it doesn't break you. It, makes, it nearly it, broke me, but it nearly did. Yeah, but um, you get there's, tr- a, there's a part of there's a component. So there's the different streams like production and sales. Even as a non-commercial major, I had to sell you know a couple of grand's worth of advertising for a radio station that we all created. Yeah. So you make a radio station, you yeah. get people to, somehow you convince people to give you money for it, yeah. and then you broadcast for however much of the year. And I think now maybe they, they were looking at broadcasting all year round, I'm not sure what they do. But it's, I mean, it's crazy full on. You're just, your classmates quickly become your family because you uh, don't really see anyone outside of the broadcasting school walls. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot where I was going with that. I'm lost in the like halls of broadcasting school. Let me out. You're talking about how it nearly broke you. So the part for me that nearly broke me and that I think um, meant classmates dropped out or just didn't pass was yeah. it's called peer assessment. Yeah. And peer practice. I can't actually remember. It's like suppressed somewhere in my mind. But basically, you fill out forms about your classmates. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Saying what you don't. <laughs> like about them yeah. and do but Streets mostly don't but yeah. Most, yeah and then you go into a room and you hear yeah. the things your classmates don't like about you yeah. said like, to you and it's just um, like big brother professional <laughs> practice that's what it's called yeah and, yeah. and it's funny because now that I'm in a working environment I really value it like I look at I sometimes encounter people who really needed some kind of at least awareness of professional practice yeah but the idea that you can objectively assess your classmates yeah. as if they were workmates when actually you are living in each other's pockets is ridiculous yeah. like yeah yeah it's just, it's not that, it's not that it's straightforward. It's a really important skill, but when you first, everyone's a little bit too, well, professionally immature for it. Yeah, if, if and not, it's like, and, and it's prob- like at high school being and like, And probably oh, emotionally I'm, immature. Definitely. 
Definitely. Towards it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it hurts. It yeah, really yeah. hurts. Yeah. And I um, and so part of the professional practice component is also from your teachers. So yeah. they, they will, I think, like 60% is your classmates and 40 is your teacher or something like that. Yeah. And there was a teacher that I really didn't get along with at broadcasting school who failed me. Like, I was coming back for my second year or maybe for the just prior to the internship and found out that I'd failed and that essentially I wasn't going to get my degree despite the fact that I'd just been offered a job at Radio New Zealand for my internship. Yeah. So here I am being told your work is good enough to get you into this institution, yeah, yeah. but this teacher that doesn't really like me is like, well, oh, actually, I'm going to fail you on your degree. But I got saved by Paul Norris, who used to be the head of TVNZ and was the yeah. head of journalism, who basically told me if you are good enough to go to Radio New Zealand, then you're good enough to get a degree, and he nullified it. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I... I, I... Pulled, one of the reasons I pulled out of journalism school was one of the teachers based, I didn't really, I don't know if he'd like to be or not, but he he didn't like the fact that I was writing reviews. And, oh, yeah. he, and he was like, you're going to get nowhere doing this. This is going to not be an option for you. And right. and I still don't know whether he was right or wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Who knows? Like, he was probably quite right. Like, it certainly hasn't paid off. Well, but it is but career, I was, though. Well, yeah, but I was like, fuck you, you know, I'm going to, there's no way I'm not going to do that. He was trying to point out that quite rightly, that review writing was the most minuscule component of a journalism degree. Like, they cover it in two classes. I guess you're, nar- yeah, you're narrowing down your options. Totally, it, totally. I'm, it's, I, I, I sort of excelled at that, yeah. you know, and, 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 and probably continue to, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, yeah, so, okay, so RNZ, what's you, what, what do you get into? What do you go there well, to? Well, so the first thing I did was... Um, well, first I, I wrote my kind of, you write kind of like a mini thesis at the Uni Broadcasting School. Mine yeah. was about the history of non-commercial radio. So I wrote that, probably sent it in as like a overachieving kind of CV. Yeah, yeah. And then I made a spectrum. Yeah. So I um, got in touch with Jack Perkins and made like a 30-minute feature. I went to um, Nelson to spend time with Mike Ward, who used to be a Green MP. He's a yeah. brilliant hippie and followed him at, through the race to be mayor and was there as he found out he wasn't for kind of the sixth year in a row. It was devastating. And Anyway, so I made that program and sent that in yeah. to Jack Perkins. And then Kate Orgis, who had gone, who was at Radio New Zealand, who I'd worked with at RDU, yeah. um, got in touch and asked if I wanted to come and work on Summer Noel. And right. so that was my first proper job, was as a producer for Summer Noel. So describe a little bit about what what a, what a producer does in that capacity, because mm. there are people, probably people listening that don't quite know. Yeah, producer's one of those words, it's, though. Exactly. Like, I mean, and, 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 and a producer in films is very different to a producer in TV, is very, yeah. very different to a producer on radio. Yeah. So a producer, in terms of... For, Ray, for Summer Noel, and it probably does translate to lots of the shows yeah. it meant, um, thinking of stories and interviews, so yeah. coming up with interesting people to talk yeah. talk to, um, giving them a call, and often they don't do this with Music 101, but a lot of the shows involves a pre-interview yeah, to kind yeah, of figure yeah. out what the arc of the story is before the host goes yeah, in, yeah. Um, and then writing that up for the host, uh, you know, booking studios and yeah. car parks and all of that kind of stuff as well. Because you're sort of one part researcher, yeah. one part talent wrangler. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a conduit between the yeah. host and, and the And I had a horrible... I, I, for the most part, I, I loved the job and I did well at it, but I, rem- I remember booking this woman who I met at like a dock um, 
staff party yeah who seemed really interesting and told this really hilarious story so i just assumed that she was great talent and she was a volunteer for for doc and so or for the wellington city council maybe and so it was summer oh well it's kind of like a yeah. light breezy angle and so i thought let's get some like green volunteers in to talk yeah. about what they do and her and another guy came in and they were just like um oh how do you in a pc way say completely crazy like mental like like when they well, went not, to the not interview, like that. The, the first I know. <laughs> just, just, just the, a little tip. The first thing they said when they went to, came into the studio, they said to Noelle, like, "Oh, we've thought of a great idea. We're going to interview you instead." Oh, no. yeah. And then, and it was just the most awkward, silent. Yeah. Like it actually ended up kind of making great radio. Yeah, by so mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um. And you're you're deeply responsible for yeah, that. So and the, and yeah, and I'm like trying to make a good impression, and, but yeah. it was I mean it was it was all right, it was fine because I, I think I'd done enough good work that it was yeah. not so if that had been the first thing I'd done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I yeah I guess you've got to you've that's something you've got to think about when you're booking someone for radios. You're you're always looking for someone who's good talent, which yeah. just means that they're engaging and they can have a conversation and they don't have clap, fun they don't, and they don't, they don't clap, clap up because. Dead air is, you know, silence is not golden, right? Dead no. air is the worst. Yeah, I mean, you can use it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. A few but, but in an <laughs> interview context, yeah, you uh, want on radio, who can talk. yeah, you don't want someone who panics yeah. when they're asked a question mm. or can't articulate. You know, to be fair, though, I remember when I was a teenager being pulled over by a ZM or someone and being asked on air, like, to describe a bottle of water they'd given to me and to, like, describe a bottle of water, like, what the fuck was I supposed to say? Yeah. But I completely froze. Yeah. And so when I signed up for radio school, I had that looming in my mind, the fact that I froze. So if you if yeah. you have previously frozen on air, like, that doesn't mean that that is your fate. No, 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 you can unlock that. You can like, unlock yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I was, um, I mean, this is going way back, but I was a terrible, but maybe I still am, but I was a terrible public speaker, like, scared of it. Yeah. And now that's not something people would instantly guess about me. It's, oh, I, I, hate you know, spe- like, I hate speaking to an actual physical crowd. Really? Still? Yeah. Well, I like well, I like it, but I get really nervous. That doesn't surprise me, but that mm. in, the, in the sense that that's like a lot of people who that's a, that kind of a cliche about radio that you know there are people that Is it? it's I think so. It's a bit like you know. Is it like a face for radio thing? A little bit. I was just going to say like a you know like well like when you talk to performers and they're like really out there and zany on stage that's true and, they're, and, and that's then they're they not be. because that's it's a character so I think mm. with radio there's a version of that too yeah. is that you are performing a role maybe even creating a radio character and the thing about but the thing about radio as well and presenters who do it well is that they it's it really is a one-on-one conversation yeah, yeah. it's really you know it's about companionship for all yeah. the people listening yeah. to the radio and so I'm only I'm at least trying to only ever talk to one person yeah. that's not to say when I go on air and RNZ I'm not like Sure. totally aware of the thousands of people and freaking out for the first wee while. Yeah, till you... But once I've calmed down, I'm you, talking to one person. Because you've done quite a bit of, like, you'll be, you know, you'll sit in on other shows as a, you mm. know, like, you'll, you'll get caught up at the last minute. Pretty as, much just for Music 101. Yeah, so yeah, but, like, you you know, I've heard you talk to Jesse on the afternoons and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. Some of that's in-house promo stuff. Some of that's, like... Yeah last minute we need someone oh, yeah. we'll get her because she can talk you know yeah. and so you've done a bit of that and then but within music 101 you've done like actually hosting the show yeah again sometimes stepping in at maybe nearly the last minute i imagine yeah um and then also you know you prepared like little documentary type things yeah 
actual things you've yeah. recorded that are just playing as part of the show. That you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, do you have, like, have you had some disaster moments live on air on RNZ or have you been I've had pretty... some really close ones. Oh, yeah. I've had one one kind of disaster where I um, played an FKA Twig song without auditioning it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. This was like, so summer is four weeks. It's a big it's a big deal for me. Like, yeah. I'm the host for summer. I'm yeah. playing the whole show. Yeah. And it was the last, like, the last minute of the last show and this song was taking us out and she <laughs> she sang five motherfuckers. <laughs> five motherfuckers in a row. Yeah. Um, and with everyone, I just sang lower in my seat till I was on the floor. Just... Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, our audience often doesn't deal with that kind of thing very yeah. well. In this case, they were actually, like, most of the feedback I got was like, yeah, RNZ. Yeah, yeah. And people were, like, saying what a great song it was. But, yeah, so my first, also my first, this was the near disaster, was my first ever Music 101 where adrenaline was just coursing through my veins. Yeah. And I read the intro to the show and then a song comes up and you get, like, a minute to breathe. And I went to, um... <laughs> I went, oh, my producer, Emma at the time, said, how does that feel? And I hit talk, I thought I hit talk back and said, awesome, and so easily could have said fucking awesome, because I, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I have a real potty mouth and I need to stop swearing on yeah. Saturdays especially. Um, but I just said awesome, thank goodness, but I hit the mic, I hit on. Like, the talk back button is right next to right, the mic button, yeah. and so I came in, like, midway through the song saying, awesome, <laughs> for my first ever moment on the show. So it ended that's up... Quite, that's kind of quite sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's quite cool. It worked. It worked. Yeah. I, I, I have that, I've had that thing where people have, like, friends have said to me, how how the hell do you, have you ever talked on TV or radio? Because you swear all the time. Like, mm. how do you control that? But you just do, right? Like, you kind of... Yeah. You, like, I never have a fear that I'm going to say the word fuck on. Oh, radio. no. Not unless my mic's on and I don't know it or something like that. I, yeah. Yeah, I do sometimes worry that something like that. But I mean, in my capacity as a guest, like... You know, I know I'm gonna hit my you mark. Just go into I'm, your you just—that's right. Yeah, yeah. You just, it just doesn't come up. But it's funny the number. Like when I used to do Good Morning TV show um, and do reviews of that, people were like, "How? You know, it's live. It's live TV. Yeah. How are you resisting saying fuck? And it's like, well, it just doesn't really come up. Like, yeah. you, you, you know, no. I, I mean, might, I might yeah. be an idiot, but I'm not a total idiot. Yeah. You know, like it, I can't really explain it beyond that. Like, no. it's kind of you, yeah, just, you do kind of go into a into a role. Uh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And I like I've had people say of my radio voice, which I hate that term, and I don't like to think I have one, but they'll say you sound like you're a bit more professional, and I think that's <laughs> yeah. tied in with that. Yeah. 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 Probably it's the lack of swearing. Yeah. yeah. So you've done. I mean, you've done some pretty cool stuff on. Um, on 101 like mm. you've done you know you've interviewed people where you've travelled overseas yeah you've interviewed obviously you know international and local musicians here mm. but you've done the sort of like uh, audio tour audio documentary sort of stuff they're my favourite things really well up there with yeah. my favourite things yeah. yeah well and partly as well because it was my I mean, idea and it went well and you love it when I'm, it I'm thinking of like um, um, what's his name um, Cody Ruben. Ruben, sorry, yeah. Ruben from uh, Orchestra. You know, uh, <laughs> Try again, Ruben Nielsen. Yeah, yeah. Underworld Orchestra. Underworld Orchestra. I just had this total mind blank. <laughs> I fucking, I, I quite like that band. Well, his, him, you know, because it's really him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, but they're a good live band. But you, you went to Portland. Yeah. 
well, I was in Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you worked out a way to do a story while you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was but, based on kind but of... But I mean in terms of people listening to radio. Yeah. You, you went to Portland. I went to Portland <laughs> on the giant R&D probably budget. Th- exactly. Probably some, people th- probably some people think you no, were paid no, no, no. to go. Oh, my gosh. No. I get paid to make a program, and I usually pay for a plane ticket out of that program, although that's yeah. changing. Like, yeah, RNZ yeah. is they're really endeavouring to change that. Yeah. Um... No, that's no indictment on them. I'm just saying, like, it's funny how people think. Oh, yeah, we're just jet setters. But I do it to yeah. other people, too. Yeah. Like, I look at other people and go, wow, look at how much you get to fly all around the world. Yeah. They're probably doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, Um. so that was, my I've, my mum lives in Portland, just out of Portland, so oh, I've right. spent a bit of yeah, time yeah, here yeah, over okay. the years, and that relationship kind of started with a Mint Chicks interview right. a couple yeah, of years yeah, yeah, before yeah. when they were all there. Yeah. And then uh, we kind of changed our tickets to go our tickets out of Portland so that we could go to a Mint Chicks gig. And we were yeah. going to fly out the next day and we basically managed to con our way onto their couch yeah. and had a, a great party night with yeah, yeah. the boys there. And um, and so that's where that relationship started. And so a couple of years later, yeah, it was UMO there and I convinced Ruben to take me around Portland and show us kind of his version of Portland. It's a, I yeah. love that. Like that format um, is great and that program is great. We started on a strip club. That's right. I was going to say, I might have struggled with the names, but I remember that um, segment quite well. Like yeah. I oh, cool. re- really enjoyed it. And awesome. Th- you know, th- exactly, thinking it was a cool... Ch- also, I guess because, I mean, I don't... I only know his music, I don't know him, but the portrait I had of him was that he's pr- possibly not the world's most out there mm. interviewee. You know, right. that, he, that he may not always enjoy the process. So yeah. You, you, you well, he's a real artist. So, yeah, you, yeah, and you... you, you, you built up this trust thing, mm. you friends, whatever, like you'd build a relationship where, mm. and then you went and took him somewhere different in the interview and he took you Yeah, he really went along different with too. it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a really, like, you've got to be pretty, I'm always really grateful when someone agrees Which to do that. Which is exciting because, you know, I guess there's a bit of a meat and potatoes element where 90% of the interviews are just you hitting your mark going so you know for 101 like so you've got a new album out tell us about that this is where I, I'm lucky that I don't like I've I've wanted a job at RNZ I've never had a full time yeah. like job yeah, permanent yeah. job at RNZ yeah. it's always been contracts yeah. and there have been times when I've applied for a job and been pretty gutted that I didn't get it Yeah. but in the end like I'm actually really lucky because I've you know in the times that I have worked on the show for six months it, it's really hard to, for it to not turn into that yeah. to, to turn into another press release like how yeah, am I going to yeah. angle this to make it interesting Yeah. so the fact that I'm kind of outside of the show means that I've just got more space in my head for ideas Yeah. yeah. and it's a lot more often I get to just come in and say how about this thing and yeah. I get to act on a cool thing like I'm actually really lucky even though it means that I am really broke yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah, of the yeah, time yeah 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 yeah. No, I mean, that's absolutely, that was always my um, attitude to what I was doing in print was the same thing. Like, I was never actually owned by anyone, mm. you know, you know, organisation or whatever. I was a freelancer. I feel a little bit owned by RNZ because I don't yeah. go anywhere else I'd want to work. Yeah. Like, that's my issue currently. Is yeah. I want to develop my skills and so I've kind of been looking at podcasts in the States and other things I could do. Yeah. But within New Zealand, like, there's actually nowhere else I want to work and I don't want them to know that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like they just know that they can kind of, um, you know, just 
use me when they want to and not give me a full-time job. Like, yeah, I, yeah. a lot of the time I feel like hosts or people at RNZ need to go away before RNZ goes, hey, shit, we lost you, like, come back. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how it happens, but I've got nowhere I want to go! <laughs> yeah. I just fake my death for a year. <laughs> um, so, you, you've talked, you talked about um, season two of the podcast, mm. which is strikes me as ambitious for someone with one episode <laughs> in the can yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and you'll be completing season one while people are hearing it. Yeah. Like you'll be working, you know, and I, I you know, uh, we have a mutual friend, Nick um, Javi, who did a podcast for Radio NZ and I, she, she came and talked to me and she was in the same boat, her three um, episode podcast series. She was still working on the you know, putting the last one together when the first one was. Mm. So it strikes me as quite ambitious that you're already planning <laughs> season two. Yeah. Already thinking that there'll be a season two. Yeah. It is mm. ambitious. That's great. Yeah. But what if there's not? Like, what's the contingency? You'll do it anyway, and season two will go out through your own platform because this is something that, you know, what if RNZ say no to... You know, that was great, but we don't need to do... My... my um. And I probably shouldn't say it because it's just tempting fate, but it may, like, I have an inkling that there will be because yeah. when I talk to people about this... Everyone's got a great idea, look forward to ev- hearing and it. And everyone's yeah, yeah. got a story, and everyone's yeah, yeah, going, oh yeah. my God, thank God. Exactly, you can't write out a stories with There's it, which, so is, much. which is There's key. There's so yeah, much yeah, I haven't yeah. been able to include. So yeah. as long as the That's audience true. isn't completely horrified... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, as long and there is as always that chance with our Oh, definitely. You know, like, there's... You know, Listening to this audio a lot of the time because people, people like it, it can get really frank. Like that's the point. Yeah. We want to talk frankly about sex, and there have been moments when I listen to some of the audio and it's a real struggle between like wanting to put out something that is honest and open because yeah. that's what I'm trying to do, and and to not over sanitize it for our audience. You know, I like, guess I guess if it's interesting to think of just how big the RNZ audience is, how broad it is, because I'm thinking like you know RNZ puts so much great like quality and content and diverse stories out into the world when you hear some of the feedback the people that obviously it's a special type of person that puts pen to paper usually in these situations but when you hear some of the feedback you know I've even had some of it forwarded to me when I've been on um, shows there you you think you know god this person (laughs) you know why is this person even listening like they clearly aren't engaged with this yeah. in the way that they should be. They should just find another station. Mm. You know, yeah, and you really see that with, like, for example, hosting Music 101, if you play hip-hop, rap, metal, yeah, yeah, anything yeah, like bet. that, the, the texts are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I'm never listening to RNZ ever again. And, yeah, yeah. But the tweets are, yeah. yes! Yes! Thank God! Hip-hop yes. on RNZ! Something different, right? So you yeah, really yeah, yeah. see that clear division yeah. of the audience. And yeah. That, mm. yeah, yeah. But I think because... I think what will end up happening is that there a, a slightly different, not over-sanitised, but, but slightly cleaner, yeah. not cleaner, that makes it sound dirty, but a slightly different version will go on air yeah. than what goes into the podcast yeah, that yeah, people yeah, will yeah. download. Because yes. when you download a po- podcast, you know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, the sky's the limit kind of thing, whereas yeah. there is a, a, a kind of standard around a, a lot, what appears as a live radio show. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, but yeah, hopefully there's a... Season two. If there's no season two, then I'll. But it doesn't mean you. It doesn't do. mean you can't make season two. Yeah. It just might end up in a different, you know. Plat- yeah, and there would be something liberating about that. You know, you know, you hear 
so the Savage Love cast is is really explicit. Like yeah. uh, the interview I did with Dan Savage because I didn't know it was for Radio New Zealand. It's really talking to Dan Savage, and it's I can't use it. Yeah, like yeah, I've realised right. since I can't use it. There's I too many gonna, swear words. Yeah. There's too much like. I was going to ask you about whether that interview was going to appear yeah. in your thing. There'll be a there'll a be snippet. a snippet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But also because I'm like embarrassingly, infatuatingly fan, yeah. fangirling. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, it's humiliating now thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but mostly it's his swearing and his really explicit discussion, which, like, there would be something liberating about making this podcast not for RNZ because then yes. we, the, the frank conversations, the real talk, the would way be. that people talk over a glass of wine about sex. Yeah, yeah. And less kind of medically. Yeah, totally. Easier. Well, that, you know, like, that's what I've found doing this is just, you know, over a, a beer or a coffee or whatever, mm. people enjoy talking about all aspects of their life and creativity rather than shoehorning in yeah. 15 minutes of, you know, the same stories. And this That's is, exactly it. This is the kind of, po- this is what I like like about podcasts as well, one of the things, because I do listen to some quite heavily edited yeah. documentary-style podcasts, but I really love the ones that are just a conversation like this, and that do take an hour. Yeah. Like, I'm not never in a hurry with a podcast. I'm happy to pause it and push play next yeah. time and pick it up. People have this, you know, I've had, you know, I've, you know, I've had, obviously had uh, feedback where people go, they should be a bit shorter and rubber yeah. around them. You know, the first time I received feedback that the podcast should be shorter, I read a three-hour one the next week. It was just like, fuck you don't tell me what to do you know like which you know again like in terms of career moves that's worked stunningly for me that sort of (laughs) approach but it's kind of fun to do that and then like a week later I did one that was 20 minutes you know like and put that one up so trying to sort of explore the idea that it, it can be whatever it wants. Yeah, and, people and, don't have to listen to a exact, three-hour one. Ex- if they want three they can hours skip of that it, person... They can, they can pull the bits they need out of it. They can listen to it over six months, yeah. you know, like, whatever, like, yeah. So making this for RNZ, like, my initial plan was to be a 45-minute yeah. hour-long episode. Yeah. And it's half an hour, because yeah. that's going to work better on the radio. Yeah, that's, I was going to say that's the sort of radio documentary yeah. format, isn't it? Within exactly. Reason, like, and it's, it's, I think it's good because it's made me have to really refine my ideas. Yeah. yeah. And I guess um, if and it went to a talkback format, maybe that would change. By the time you cut all the swear words out, yeah, exactly. it's down to half an hour. There's pretty, barely anything left. Pretty much. So <laughs> so when are we going to rekindle our our, um, radio, our radio idea, I our radio show? I it's in your court because well, apparently you're the one that called it off. So. But you're the one that gets four weeks every year to run fucking music. Music 101. Yeah. Why, why am I not on that with you? Oh, with like, on Music 101? Yeah, yeah. Why I don't can't we... get a co-host on Music 101. Well, I've barely got the seat by myself. I'm not after a title. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never like wanted a segment. A, yeah, oh, I've, yeah, I've never wanted a title. I just we could want, arrange. A I, I just want like we you know a platform, a segment. We could we could do that. But I always thought as well when we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah. I always I because I thought we were kind of thinking more like radioactive. Yeah, I agree. Which uh, would be a bit looser. To- like yeah, to- totally. That's I want to be able to call you out and be more cheeky and like <laughs> swear a little. I don't know why you'd want to call me out on stuff though. Like, yeah, I think weird. I think like we probably now find that we agree on you know. I probably agree with you, but I probably don't agree with your delivery. And that I think that's because I've got this kind-hearted, motherly, like, well, not like they tried, because I know what you'd say to that. But yeah. but I feel like people really they put their everything into the album, and to just destroy it is not like I just don't I don't see the value in it. So I think that's where we sure. would find our our. Conflict you're a nurturer and I'm a like you're a dis- naysayer. A destroyer. <laughs> a destroyer. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, just joking. I reckon I've uh, honed my yep. uh, 
delivery mechanisms a little over the years. I don't know, because I've stopped reading yesterday. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I, I did recognise that you were sort of, you know... Engaging less. I was going to say getting stupider, but... <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why it has to be active or our own thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not bringing on Music 101 if you're going to say that kind of shit. Um, Music 101, how many years? How many years have I been working with Music 101? All up. Ages. Yeah, like maybe six or six. Yeah. Yeah. And there's obviously, again, there's obviously like still things you can do there. Like, you know, like particularly in your capacity where you're not tied to it week to week putting together a whole show totally like you get your, as you say you've got this nice little window where mm. you get to create the show and then you've got other times where you just get to come in when, yeah. you, when you can with yep. an idea or, or maybe you get called on yeah so I'm about to start kind of seven weeks doing content production right. while someone goes overseas yeah um, which is not it's good, felt, that's good timing it's, yeah it's good <laughs> oh my god it's the worst timing <laughs> It's the worst timing. Yeah. I just can't say no to you. Yeah, and, yeah, and it yeah. destroys me. Like, I'm... Get into saying no. That's one of the things I've, I've, you know... Gotten better yeah, at? Yeah, I've got heaps better. I mean, fortunately, a lot of doors shut in my face anyway. But, like, when they don't, I'm getting really good at saying no thanks. Yeah. Like, there's just... That's just not worth my time anymore. I can't do it. I used to... I said to, it recently yeah. for the first time. and I, But I was so close to saying yes to another thing at this crazy period. Um, and, I, and, oh, God. Yeah. Now, learning to say no... I really enjoy not going out to shows now. Like, you know, uh, you know. I nothing, want to go to more shows. Nah, nothing. Show, I'm oh. okay to say yes to shows. I'm. Shows are awesome, but nothing. What I've work. learned. I don't, what I'm, I don't want more work. No, but what? But shows for me are work. Yeah, well, that's true. And, that's and, true, that's true. And, and what I've learned is nothing is unmissable, you know? Like, See, that's where you went wrong then. You don't want shows to be work. No. You want the thing that you love to be work. Exactly. And I'm starting, that's, that's the reason I'm starting to get back to when I go to a show now, it could be for enjoyment. Yeah. But by saying no, by not going out as much, by not, you know, because I, it's not nowhere near as bad now, but maybe, maybe five years ago, Going to a show was a borderline ordeal for me. Like I've seen you. People, seen you at shows. People just uh, bug me, would bug me about stuff, though. No, but I would. You, a complete stranger would come up and go, see you enjoying it. And it's like, well, I was until 30 seconds ago when someone started bothering me because I felt this pressure to say something. But yeah. it's just like, you know, you could feel, I could feel sort of eyes on me. Yeah, that's why I just show. disappear into the dance pit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. none of that. Yeah, well, that's not. I'm not going to do that, am I? I oh, I don't know. Fucking, why not? I can't disappear. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could dance. People don't. People don't bug well, you for dancing. No, no, no. If I did that, not everyone. I'm see if I did that, everyone would be staying home from shows. No I don't believe would, that. No one would be going. Yeah, you're, you're asking to be pulled onto a dance floor one oh, day. I'm it's defi- happening. I'm, I'm, I'm def- doing it. I'm definitely not. I'm doing it. Well, maybe in the context of a radio show, where no one gets to see it. Okay. <laughs> that would be. That Fair would be, enough. That would okay. Be good. I know. I know how to get there. Um, you, you talked about doing too much. How do you balance it all? You've got two kids. I don't balance it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm well, completely out of balance currently. Right. There's been times when I've had a really good balance, um, but I'm just not there currently. You've got two children. We won't yeah. get into who they are and stuff, but, but they're young. Yeah. You've got a one-year-old. Four-year-old and a one-year-old. Yeah, totally. And my kids are like... Um, Amazing when they're awake, but they're total nightmares when they're sleeping. Oh no! Quote unquote sleeping. So yeah, that's, like, when, that's when people who are trying to do creative things. That's when they get their work done when their kids are sleeping. Yeah. So well, just the night. Yeah, the night time. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of up every night for between like four to ten times a night. Still. Wow. And then I got to work all day. 
So I'm. I feel like I'm. Do you feel like a zombie? I so, feel like a. Well, you I mean, go like, like periods you don't, you don't of feeling s- like a zombie. You don't sound like one. No, today, it's amazing how well you cope. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. how much coffee gets yeah. you through. But yeah. it's amazing how much you cope. I like I used to be a nine hours uninterrupted sleep was the only way I got through a day kind of person, and yeah. I am somehow somehow working full days after working full nights. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think you, the, it's just amazing what the body can do. You are. Yeah. Prob- but it can't last forever. Like, I'm no. just, soon I'm going to start getting really sick. It's going to undermine my ability I was gonna to say, work. You're, you're probably young enough to, you know, still have some light at the tunnel <laughs> doing kind this. Of. Like, I could, I, I've just had to go, you know, I do pretty crazy hours still from time to time. But at least I've only got myself to blame now. It's yeah. like stuff like doing the podcast, staying up at night, editing it. Yeah. Like, whatever, like sending little communications out to people to try and get people to do it whatever that's all on me like mm. I, can, I can pull the pit on that whenever I want well so that's good to know you know but I couldn't couldn't go and do the other all the other stuff on top of that well I couldn't do this if there was no end to it so yeah. I'm I'm just looking at July when the podcast yeah, is finished exactly. and then suddenly I've got some time to ch- I just want to be with the kids for a bit after yeah. that like I love working I need I really need to work yeah but um and I'm okay to miss some of this first year of both. That sounds really mean of the, the little one because it sounds really mean, but they don't do that much <laughs> no, in the first year. You've so, experienced that so already, like, well, already like, with do, one I child. I do see, I get yeah, home, yeah, yeah. I, I look after the kids in the afternoon, so yeah. I still am seeing both of them, like, yeah. you know, a good amount of the day. But now he's starting to really get really interactive, yeah. really fun, and so I feel like it's really well-timed. In yeah, a month, yeah. I'll get to hang, start hanging out with him, and we're going to have a great time together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we should mention, too, quickly, um, your some of your writing, because mm. we've talked about that, because so, you, you go to broadcasting school, but you um, have created a background now as a print journalist, in a sense, too. Like, you contribute to a few things. Yeah, mostly Capital Magazine Capital, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but what sort of things are you write? I mean, you, you've done a bunch of different things for them. Yeah, and that's well, yeah. So I write a parenting column, yeah. which is not really. It's not. It's like a. I don't know what I'm doing either. Column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah I've, got, I've got one of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like it's good to be honest about, you know, your approach or distinct lack of one mm. or whatever. Like, you know, why would you? One of the things I've got frustrated with over the years is people thinking that writing about music maybe this is my baggage, but, well, I, I know from feedback, um, people think that you think of yourself as an expert, mm. and I don't. Like, you know, yeah, I might have listened to more music than the person next door, sure, but I, I don't think that makes me any sort of expert. Mm. I've just been putting across my opinions and my reactions to it. Um, doing the parenting thing, it's much easier to sell that as I'm not an expert at all. I'm just a person who's got yeah. one, one of these things, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and this totally. sense, that's, that's actually how I've always approached my music writing. I'm just a guy with a stereo and, right. and some free tickets to gigs. Like, yeah, but uh, I guess as soon as you've got a platform, maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, 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 totally. Like, I think people, you do get away with it more with, with that, that, parenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've, you've got a parenting column. You've done some... Um, little sort of profiles and interview type things yeah well. arts culture yeah. and design stuff and yeah, yeah I do I do lots of different things for Capital yeah. just, just whatever I have time for yeah um, but that started with writing for Capital Times which yeah, was yeah I did which, that wow did you do that yeah I did Capital Times ages ago ah amazing ages ago in fact it was did one you of write my, reviews I did I yeah. wrote um, album reviews and gig reviews yeah and this is back in the sort of mid to late 90s. Right. And it's sort of 
probably my first like kind of significant published right. stuff, you know, outside of the student magazine. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wrote them a letter, and I um, went. I got a meeting to go and see them, and I took a little briefcase, but I had nothing to put in it. So I put um, like a refill pad, a pen, and a banana. And, it, and it, I can't remember what, but a CD. Like, I don't even know what. It was probably, some, it was probably something like the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Oh or something, you know, like, I didn't open it, but yeah. I took it in. Thank and God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got the gig, which paid me nothing. But, like, that was, that was my, you know, dubious start at the well, world. Well, they must hire a few people with dubious starts, because I had no journalism training when I started there, and I started yeah. there as a journalist. Yeah. It was like I was supposed to go out and find news stories, right. which I hated, and I yeah. was not very good at it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that at least started that relationship. Actually, I the first thing I did for them, which I did for quite a while, uh, morphed into doing the reviews. What they picked me up for was I did a monthly column called Up and Coming, where I promoted, you know, um, up events, and up and coming bands and events. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I see. I did my time doing that yeah. hopeless shill stuff where yeah. you, you think every, you say everything is great. I, I ran out of bands to talk about, so I just started making them up. Well, I just like invent bands and say that they were playing and they were really good. And then and then I got really panicked one day because the editor rang and said, "We've had a couple of calls asking about this this band called Roach, um, who didn't exist. Who didn't exist? Oh I just, my god! Where, where are they playing? And I was like, oh yeah, that's actually going to be the next column. I'm uh, sad news. They've they've had you know creative differences and they've broken up so I did this like birth and death of this fake band and I think they must have cottoned on at some point point. and this, you wonder this... why people question your integrity no 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 people <laughs> do you know what I, I reckon that's the one thing people don't question is your integrity yeah I reckon yeah I would like to think so I don't know and, and if they do fuck them you know like I don't care but I reckon that's 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 might be about all I'll have left when I leave this world mm. if I'm lucky you know <laughs> well that's not a bad thing to leave Holding on to. Yeah. Um, do we need to sell anything else that you're doing? Do we need to... What do we need to do? No, it's exhaust, we need to book, exhausted me even talking about the things. Yeah, like, now you've got to go off and actually do, do it. Do the things. Right. Yep. I don't know what else I've got today. I was just, I've kind of cleared the day to focus on this and then, I don't know, I'll go edit some stuff. I've, I went into, into an unnamed high school um, last week to talk to a bunch of seventh formers about sex and sexuality education so yeah. I'm going to go edit that really amazing interview now they were incredibly open like I could not really? believe yeah. how open they were they're kind of an example of what sexuality education can look like and it's going to be really interesting I, I, I was thinking I should have asked you a bit more about some of the actual content but I kind of don't want to spoil it obviously yeah. and you don't too like you gave me a bit of an outline of, of and we've, we've talked a little bit about how the, the structure and flow of it yeah. I don't really want to spoil it we mm. want to uh, you know um, I want to this podcast or part of this podcast is to point people to to your podcast because mm. that's the sort of person I am I like it's to so generous. you know, is that, you know I'm just so misunderstood integrity and generosity <laughs> those that's are, not what will be on your head it's starting to sound like the Spanish Inquisition those are the two <laughs> things there's probably one other there's probably one other thing um, uh, what would it be what would it be mm. um, probably humble I would imagine yeah, <laughs> I would imagine would be yeah, next yeah yeah, humble, yeah 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 some sort of yeah um, <laughs> and kind yeah, and yeah, kind yeah, yeah. Nurturing, and, yeah. nurturing, <laughs> nurturing, yeah. and uh, you know, and then uh, what? Fan of local reggae, yeah, yeah, and then like yeah. sadly lobotomized. Man, your headstone is being tagged. With sadly, sadly lobotomized shortly after. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I've enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, thank you for having it's, me. It's reminded me that um, 
I don't know what to, it's reminded me that um, yeah we should have had a go at that thing and maybe we will yeah well it's your fault so I guess you like I am used to people saying that <laughs> <laughs>